Hey, I'm Nick Fonbrack, and this is The Record Podcast. Thanks for coming back and listening. If this is, uh, if this is your first time, thanks for that, too. Um, this is uh, part two of my three-part series, I Recorded Things Terribly. Uh, and the, uh, it is at no fault of the guest. It was completely my own. So we're going to push on through these uh, next few episodes. But definitely listen to them. They're still good content. It's just you know, not as good audio quality. But um, today's interview is with my buddy Steve Carey. He is the drummer of The Color Morale, and I've known him fairly long time, since the beginning days of Dr. Manhattan, when he was in a band called The Killer Apathy, which was kind of the beginning stages of The Color Morale, and uh, we've crossed paths many times in between, and uh, it's been really cool to watch the band really grow from you know its infant stage to what it is today, which is a pretty, pretty huge band. Um, and we talk about that. We talk about a bunch of stuff. Uh, the career of, of a full-time drummer, since that's what he is. He's, you know, he doesn't have any other jobs, so he's doing, he is drumming all the time now. Um, the issue of parents versus touring, which I think is a, you know, I think it's a common one being in a band and convincing your parents to let that happen or to be cool with it or to give you time to do it and basically you know balk the whole idea of going to college or you know pursuing a, a job a nine-to-five job so to get into that um what is uh, all the things that have brought uh, the color morale success over the years being in a band with new members you know going from original members and swapping people out what that transitions like um leaving the christian metalcore scene the color morale used to be uh kind of labeled a christian band and they left that so we talk about that whole thing, you know, because that's a pretty big deal to do that and uh, the flack they got for that. And get, we get into a lot more stuff, too. It's a good interview. Um, appreciate Steve's time and getting into some, some cool issues on, the, on him and the band. And um, to rewind, for last week, uh, we had a contest for uh, a guest was Nick Woods, the singer, songwriter, guitarist, screaming brain of direct hit. Uh, we're giving away a t-shirt and had, we had people just post on Facebook or Twitter about it and the winner of that is Sean James. He is he posted on Facebook so the only trouble with this is if I message him directly since we're not friends, he probably it'll probably get sent to some weird spam folder. So if Sean, if you're listening to this, message uh, the record podcast on Facebook or some way somehow and we will hook this up. Otherwise, I will try to get in touch with you, but check your spam folder or else uh, it'll never happen. So uh, congrats to Sean James. And aside from that, that's it. No other no other jib-jab this week. Let's just get into the interview with Steve Carey of The Color Morale. Oh, there you go. How's your, it going, man? Your your image is me, is you flipping the bird to me, so I don't really appreciate that as the start of our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that picture comes from like oh so many years ago. I have I have no idea. I haven't used Skype in so long. <laughs> well, my my icon's <laughs> just a dog, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's all, it's all useless. <laughs> 
That's so funny. Um, just just so you know, yeah. um, where I am sitting right now in my house, sometimes the the signal will drop out. So at okay. any point, let me know if I'm starting to kind of you know do the uh, uh, kind of thing okay. going on now. I'll I mean, this is to... a pretty this is a pretty amateur podcast, so we'll just we'll just push right through that. <laughs> okay, no worries. <laughs> I've had no a piece worries. together. I think Ramones and I's actually interviews uh, was one I we dropped off a few times and I had to edit, so it's it's no problem. Oh, did you have to call him back? And yeah, I've, I've had a few that done that, so it's it's no oh. problem. Oh, geez. Okay, gotcha. So, what are you doing on this fine day? Uh, nothing too much on a on a Friday. Yeah. Um, no, nothing at all, really. Just got the day off to yeah. myself. I don't have anything going on, so it's a perfect day to to talk to you and uh, yeah. do my first podcast interview. Ooh, wow! It's nerve, it's nerve wracking for me. Actually, <laughs> it should <laughs> be many, because uh, uh, it's very amateurish, and I'm not a journalist, journalist, uh, journalist in any form. So it's uh, it's probably a good way to get, get dip your toe in for when a serious person comes around and uh, actually asks <laughs> you real questions. I've, I no, I I think what because I've listened a couple of years now and it's yeah. awesome. Oh, it, thanks, it's man. it's put together really really well. And thanks, man. There's, you know, it's it's cool. Um, no, but it's funny that you say that for other people coming around because I've already gotten this week. I've gotten another like actual like some type of drummer podcast. Oh, nice. That uh, hit me up and was like, hey, would you like to do? do one i was like oh shit like i've i've never done a podcast like a long like a longer interview like any interviews i've ever done it's for like if it's for like a drum company it's always like it turns into like a three minute four minute video on youtube and it's just spliced together it's just like i play this because (laughs) point a point b and you know so the when the drummer thing hit me up, I was like, "Oh shit! Like I I need to practice. I need to practice here." <laughs> here they're I am. like, they want to like go into like technique and like oh. advice for dr- like all drumming. So yeah. I'm just like, "Oh god." Yeah, I'm glad I don't have to do that. At least you can answer like technique questions. I'd be like, "Well, you see, I hit the drums hard, and sometimes <laughs> I don't hit the drums hard. Is that good?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And this and this podcast is like done like drummer like bigger bigger drummers in our scene um oh nice the one i just listened to was do you know who matt halperin is uh is that the drummer of periphery Free and also did all the band happy stuff. Okay, he, yeah. He still does. He still does all that. So they just talked to him and they were like, "Yeah, we want you on next." And I'm oh, like wow. listening to his podcast and this dude is like, I mean, this guy travels right. and like talks to drum clinics and stuff like that, like shit that I have never done before. I, yeah. I want to, yeah, do it, but it's just like so intimidating. And this guy's so well spoken. And I'm like, oh man, I need a brush off the cobwebs it's been a minute since i've done any type of interview so well, that, that that's what this yeah. is for here let's brush them off let's get you all loosened up so you can uh handle yourself appropriately for the drum podcast. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh so, cool so what so you're so currently you're at home you're not on tour what 
what does being off tour usually consist of for you? Do you pick up a, a job? Do you just hang out? Do you what what do you usually do in your, with your days? Um, it it varies. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, um, back in the day, which was back in I don't know, like three years ago, <laughs> four years ago, when the band just started out, it would be definitely get home, have like a couple days off to to unwind, unpack, and then uh, go to another job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, back back then, you know. If really at any point you're in a band, you're not making the most money in the world. So difficult to find other places of income. So back then I would pretty much go to my part-time job, which I was a uh, good old freaky fast uh, Jimmy John's delivery driver. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? It's awesome. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, they let me go uh, take as much time as I want off tour. I'm well, while I was on tour to go on tour and, uh, yeah, so I would do that, and then that was pretty much it. And then as the band grew, we kind of were able to generate a, generate a little bit more money. Yeah. So I actually finally got to quit Jimmy John's. Like I think I'm going on two years now as a full time drummer. Wow. In a, in a band. Who would have thought? Uh, a, a literal starving artist. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh so so nowadays it's just I get home from tour. Or anything, if it's a studio or yeah, anything band related, and I'm immediately trying to figure out what the next venture is for me, drum wise. Yeah, like constantly either thinking about okay, today I'm going to spend a couple hours practicing um, loudly or on like a muted kit or just like a practice yeah. pad, or I'm hitting up a bunch of friends, and I've just started doing this recently. And uh, just jamming with people and staying active that yeah. way, and uh, just because that's that's my my job now. It's it's terrifying to think, but this is it's just what it is. Is I'm a drummer. Like yeah. that's that is my job. I wake up and I think, okay, my life revolves around this now, and and I have to just keep up at it. There's no slacking at any point. You can't just be like, oh, I'm just gonna wake up and sit on my ass and play video games for all day or like (laughs) or just do nothing it's like you're literally wasting your time yeah so so now nowadays i go and i contact try to contact as many friends as possible be like hey man do you want to like jam or you want to play and yeah as of right now i got like a hip-hop thing with with a buddy nice i'm 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 playing black metal music (laughs) with another friend (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) I know it's just like the wildest thing, but and then I got like another thing with a with a guy that's about to start up that he, he's pretty much like if you were to mix like Eddie Van Halen with like uh, between the bear to me like technical real technical oh, like okay. metal music yeah so I, it's just all these different styles I'm trying to just you know you know keep up the chops become a better better drummer but also just network and have fun and yeah it's it's. It's a good time. I yeah. I enjoy being being home when I'm not on the road and just staying active. It's a yeah. great time. Yeah, that's good, man. That's uh, that's one thing that if of of being in a band and any regrets I have was that I didn't put enough time into my craft. Like any off time, I was think trying to like do band business stuff or like you know try to plan tours and things like that. But I I always felt the the drumming side kind of fall and and it would you know I you know. It would, I would feel that because I'd either, you know, screw up more at shows or I'd feel sloppy. And, 
So right. I, I think if I had it to go back again, I would focus more on the yeah the drumming side and less on the business side. I think that yeah. took a took a hit for it. Yeah, and yeah, I, I could totally see that. And it's for our situation, we have a lot of people in sure. in in our on our team, yeah. in our our business team, or or in our band, whatever you want to call it, that that take over that responsibility. Not not just like in the band. There are there are a couple people in the color morale that are more business. Yeah, you know, have that mindset. But we we have people that work for us that. Um, that that handle that, so it allows us us players to actually have time off and not have to stress. Sure, but that that wasn't always like that. Yeah. like that that takes years of being in a band to like get to that point where you can you, you have money to pay <laughs> yeah. people to yeah. to stress for you. Um, yeah, let's let's yeah. go back to a time when none of those things were there, and it was just you guys. <laughs> the good <laughs> oh, old days. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I, I can, I, and I got into it a bit with Ramon too, but I mean, I, I can go all the way back to just Rockford shows of the killer apathy and just hang with you guys and seeing you guys grow as a band and, you know, heading towards, you know, changing and becoming a new thing altogether and that whole process. And so, something I always think of, and we talked about it on that one too, but something I always think of was, I think it was a conversation I either had with you or Garrett, which was like, basically you and your parents kind of have it like thrown down the gauntlet being like, you got to do this. You got a year to do this thing. And after that you, you're getting your ass back to school. Like, and it's, and <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so funny too, because like, I feel like that's a deal. A lot of parents cut with their kids who want to pursue something in the arts or like music like that. It's like, look, you know, here's your deal. Like if you have any interest in college or whatever, like you have this much time to do it. Or in my case, it was like my parents being like trying to bribe me with school and being like, I'll pay, for, we'll pay for everything. We'll like pay you to go to school. Just go to school. <laughs> and I was like, ah, just not right now. Like I'll do it at some point. And so I think, I think it's a, uh, something that happens pretty often. And, um, it's something I really haven't gotten to talk about yet, but I, I, I love, it interests me a lot because it's like, I almost wonder if that kind of ultimatum, uh, influences you more, like kind of like it, cause because if you just had all the time in the world with no one pressuring you, who knows? Like it could happen oh, in a year, it could happen in ten years, it could never happen. But like the fact that you're being set, like okay, you have this much time to show me results, and it's like okay, well I got to get my shit together. So it almost Absolutely. like it almost made it come together more. Like you almost have your parents to thank for it because whether or not they were trying to get you to do that, they almost inadvertently got you to have a successful you know music career. Yeah, they put the they put the fire under my ass for yeah. sure with that um but it it didn't all it didn't like fall under like the time frame that that they in their minds wanted to happen you know like nothing you can't premeditate like predict that this is like during this time period this is when all of it's gonna happen and they understood that and like that's what i was trying to tell them i was just like okay like I understand (laughs) where you're coming from and i do want to go to college yeah but at the same time i want to try to you know, tinker between back and forth from the band and college. And, and if it's going to overlap, it's going to overlap. And all the props in the world to my mom and dad for letting me, um, kind of do that overlap. Yeah. And, and I got to do that when like when time was up with high school, I had to go, I went to college for, for a year, but in the, on the weekends, they allowed me to come back home, 
um, so I could still keep the band going, like, you know, still be a part of it. Every sure. every single weekend I was in college, I, I took a bus back from Chicago because I went to uh, University of Illinois in Chicago, yeah. and I took uh, the Van Gelder coach bus from from Chicago all the way to Rockford, left on Friday, came back on Monday, and I did that every single <laughs> every single weekend that I was in at that school. Yeah, and it's it's funny because <laughs> it first started out as me leaving Friday. And then come back Sunday night, so I would be ready for Monday. And then it turned into like, okay, I'll skip Friday and I'll leave Thursday. <laughs> and then instead of instead of Sunday night, I would get back. Oh, I don't know, Monday night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so eventually, it turned it didn't. Yeah, it didn't work out the way. And then it kind of showed up in my grades and all that good stuff. And yeah, but at, at the same time the band was showing progress yeah. and we were, we were doing all this, all this great stuff with like, you know, getting the songs out that we were writing onto proper demos, going to the uh, studio, yeah. you know, hiring, a, uh, paying a legit photographer to give us, you know, just all the band one oh one you you need to kind of get noticed as a startup band. So we were doing, so we saw results with that, but yeah. I definitely took a big hit and I'd, I, I kind of had to lie to my parents. <laughs> I was just like, no, I'm doing great. No, no, no. I'm getting, don't worry. I'm making sure I'm doing all my homework when I'm gone. <laughs> like when I'm, when I'm back here, I'll go play a show. And then, you know, after the yeah. show, I'll go home and make sure I finish all my, my, uh, English literature, uh, <laughs> homework or something like that. It's like, no, totally not happening. <laughs> totally not happening. So yeah. yeah, they, they, but they allowed it. And that's awesome. They were still super supportive of the band, even though they they knew that like, hey, I need a backup plan. You need to still go to college and yeah. make sure that like, if the band doesn't work out, that you'll be set with a, a college degree because that's that's obviously very important. Do you and every now and then do your parents still chime in like, uh, so uh, what do you say? What do you get? Five more years and then you're going to school or what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, well, at first they were like, uh, I mean, eventually you're going to want to go back to school, right? I'm like, yeah, 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 absolutely. But as of recently, and as the years have gone on with the Call of Morale, uh, we're about to release record number five. And that's, and so, you know, that's what, like seven, we've been playing in the band for like seven years now. Yeah. Like as time has gone by, they've realized that like I could, like my career is now transformed into like not not I'm just a musician. Yeah. So they're supportive of of me like just as that. They see me now as a drummer, as a musician, as a performing artist. So they're not even like saying, "So you're going to go back to college when all this band <laughs> stuff is done?" No, like now when I have conversations with my parents, they're like cuz they're always looking for the future, looking at the future, like making sure, you know, I'm going to be Yeah. I have my head on straight and I have a good path of goals and where I want to be. And they're, they're like asking me, it's like, what's going to happen after the Colorado or where do, where do you see yourself in 10 years, 20 years? And yeah. they're always looking out for me to be like, Oh, maybe you should, I don't know, move to move to this Nashville or like LA or like Las Vegas, oh, like okay. a good, like those types of cities that promote, you know, creativity and yeah. art and music or whatever. And they're like, get a job there, get it. Or, you know, even with uh, all the drum companies that I personally work with, yeah. Um, 
even there, they're like, hey, you ask, have you asked their A&R uh, guy if the, they eventually want need a job? And they're like, you should go work for them. And I'm like, I, I kind of want to – my favorite thing to do is play drums. Yeah, yeah. may not be to sell drums or like <laughs> talk to other musicians, but that's kind of the mindset that my parents are in nowadays that yeah. they're just – very supportive and they've helped me out so much. Yeah. I'll thank them to the end of end of time. <laughs> well, and you can't really fault them. And I especially can't now these days having a kid of my own. Like when I talked to Ramon, we were at the end, we were just like, well, what if our kids came up to us and said, we want to join bands. I'd be like, eh, <laughs> <laughs> I, know, eh. I know because it's the beginning years. It's yeah. the start out years that are just complete hell. Yeah. <laughs> they're not hell in a bad it's it's good it's you need that you need right. those years to build integrity and to build discipline and just yeah. you know harden your bones but it is a bitch to go through yeah yeah <laughs> so it, as as a father you know you don't want your kids to go through it but you yeah. know it's the good and the bad yeah so what um so you just said you're coming out you guys are coming out with album five yeah number five um, yeah that's crazy to me because like I said, I, I can I can just think I can just think back to the rock box or just shows in Rockford and so it's it's right. been, it's, it's a long time coming from then. Um, yeah, at the glory days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I, I even remember when you guys put up uh, a video on YouTube. I think when you guys first signed to Rise, and I was like, holy shit! Like this, and you know, things are cooking now. And then just from there on, just watching you guys grow a big fan base and move along. It's been it's been really cool to watch your guys history because like you know anytime i've caught you your fans are just like doubling and doubling in size so it's uh it's i, I don't know if you imagined that to be the case when you guys started the band i mean you've come from bands that played you know shows to five people or less and we both have so it's to yeah, see the crowds yeah. that you guys play to now it's it's pretty incredible yeah it's it's just a mind warp it's just it still blows my mind to this day how we were able to uh, with the killer apathy we were able to to build such a strong foundation of the the not just Rockford but like the northern Illinois up yeah. to was like southern Wisconsin, we we built that foundation with many years with with killer apathy and when we translated it into the color morale, we had such a good strong base that it was it was a great starting point to grow and from then on, uh, it really hasn't stopped uh, growing and it's it's just awesome to see it it's good because. When we started the Color Morale, like the kill, well, the, I'll go back further. Like the Killer Apathy had had good meaning to it. I mean, mm. it always did. We're all we're all decent human beings. <laughs> uh, like we're not bad people. We you know, we're not perfect, but we're we're always like you know humble. Yeah. and very talkative to people. Even even back then at those those early shows back in Rockford to five people. It's like yeah. we would talk, you know, we would talk to all those five kids and make sure like thank them so much. And it's just so supportive of, of all the support. So when it translated into the color morale, it's just like, yeah, let's just expand on that. Like, let's, yeah. you know, keep, keep being humble, keep being appreciative. And it, it was just, it was a great transition. And, uh, yeah, those those early years were great. I love them so much. <laughs> you got to like you said, you got to have the tough years, the shows where there's nobody there to. I think those are the moments that really show you like what you're about. Because I mean, uh, you play shows to nobody enough nights in a row, you're like, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> like what is this even all for? And you got no money, and you want to 
trying to take your girlfriend out, but you got no money. And it's like, yeah. it, it, I mean that even, even when, even in bands that do well, even at a successful level, it's still, I mean, it's still not easy. Like you still got to come home and pay bills and like, yeah, I, sometimes I wonder if that can be even harder sometimes because at least in the beginning when you're, you know, you're living at your parents' house or whatever, like you're, you don't have a lot of overhead and you're just dumping all your money into the band. There's not, every dollar you have is going towards it and you're not really worrying about how much money did I make this year. Just like, Oh, well all my money was in the band. So it doesn't matter. And then yeah. af- after that, you have to really break down like, okay, this money's for my insurance. This is for the mortgage or the rent. Like once it gets to that, I've, you know, I almost wonder sometimes if that's just tougher. Cause it's like, well, I got to get out there because I have to make X amount of dollars. And it's not, it's not just like, it is fun to do. And it's and there is still fun in it, but it is it is a job, and I have to take this seriously. Like you said, I have to wake up today and play the drums. Like this is my job now. So yeah, when you hit that point, like there's a whole new set of pressures, and you know people to answer to. You have a team now. You have a label you're signed to. You have you know there's people who are looking at you, waiting for answers. So it's it's a whole new set of yeah, it's a whole new set of bullshit you got to deal with. So yeah, it's it, it never up. <laughs> it never really yeah, it never really gets easy. It's just like all right, here's a bunch of different stuff you got to worry about now. Yeah, no, it gets harder. It it definitely gets harder as you grow up and you get older, because with with age, you know, you get into the territory of like you know, if you're in a relationship or you know, you know, I got a dog, sure, yeah. <laughs> or you got kids, or you know, it's just you gotta. You gotta, you gotta make money somehow. And like how I view myself is I'm basically an entrepreneur. Like as much as I am a musician, I am, I am my own brand. You know, I have my own brand and I need to find, keep thinking and keep figuring out different creative ways of putting myself out there. Yeah. Like to make myself valuable. Uh, where, where, if, if, right whether or not I'm in the color morale or I'm just like just Steve Carey, you know, a musician, a creative artist. Like I need to keep showing people that like, Hey, I have a lot of worth. Um, I've put in, you know, quite amount, quite a bit amount of years into, into, into doing this that, you know, it's like, and I don't, I don't plan on stopping. So yeah, every, yeah, every day it's, it's crazy. The entrepreneurial, I can't even say the dang <laughs> word. I, I, I suck at saying that word. Being an just being that uh, yeah. entrepreneur is just, it's tough and you, there's not a lot of money in it, yeah. <laughs> you know, at first, at least, you know, yeah. you, you never know what's going to happen if someone you know, comes knocking on the door sure. tomorrow or like for an opportunity with like. TCM or just me in general. I yeah. just, just no, there's no rest, no rest at all. Just constant. It, but it's fun. It's yeah. fun. I have a lot of fun doing it, and uh, I, I'd rather be doing this than, than so many other jobs yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough grind to think about too. And and I totally get because I mean I did it. I went from a band and now I work a normal job. And you know it's when you go from not knowing every day what's up or you know every day you got to wake up and you got to make your work it's not like i go to this place i do these things and i go home like you if you if you sit on the couch and play video games then yeah that's blown opportunities or money or potential like it's 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 a grind it's you got to get out there and you got to make you got to make your worth known to people so yes exactly exactly there really is no rest yeah no there isn't and going back to um reminiscing a little bit 
um, for the early days when it comes to this mindset of just doing what it takes to get known and get out there. Yeah. Um, we would, we would like sell our, we would like, oh my God, we would do so much. We, we had to like sell our things to like buy equipment, yeah. buy studio time, pay for photographers. Like we, we grinded back then just to, yeah, just to get out there. Like I remember, um, it's, it was the killer app transitioning into the call morale and we were going to be like okay so here we are here we're this we're this new band we got to get a okay band 101 a demos that sound really good yeah <laughs> so we we're like we need money how the heck are we going to because you know you play shows to five people at the rock box in 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 rockford illinois you're going to make i don't know maybe a hundred dollars right. but that's yeah. going to pay for what gas money so that's it so we're like we need to sell sell stuff, so we all made a commitment to to pay for uh, studio time. We all had to sell like one massive item that like it had to be at least like five hundred dollars. <laughs> so I had to sell my my damn electric drum kit, which uh... I still to this day regret ever doing. But I need well, I don't regret it because that right. you know that led to you know everything. So yeah. so we we all had to sell stuff, pay for studio time. It's just it's always it's always been a sacrifice since day one. Yeah, always, and th- that's like where kids, you know, that's where that's where you'll find out who's in it, like sure. for for real. Um, you know, everyone and their brother wants to be in a band. You know, well, at least back then they did, right. and um, you know, all these kids that say, you know. I, I'm gonna do whatever it takes. It's like, really? Are you really gonna do it? Are you gonna Are you gonna sell like all of your personal items to pay for studio time? Are you gonna pay twenty bucks? No, forty bucks round way ticket to go back and forth from college every single weekend yeah. while you're in college from in in Chicago. It's yeah. like not a lot of people did that back then. Yeah. And um, I just have I have all the thanks in the world to give to my parents and my uh, my my fellow bandmates at that time. Those early Killer Apathy into the Color Morale stages, uh, just to thank for for because they did too. It's not just yeah. me. It wasn't all me. It was right. just we all we all did it. And yeah, the the grind is uh, never ending. So. Yeah, I I remember when we recorded <clears throat> we recorded the self titled album. We God, I didn't even have it as bad as Andrew, but like. We would go since we couldn't afford like normal daytime hours. We we go and do night recordings, and mm-hmm. it was cheaper. So we would go and record all night long, and then like drive back. And sometimes Andrew would just drive straight to work the next day, and he was like <laughs> a painter, so he had to be up all day long, like you know, oh, at a house. And so there was some days we yeah we'd go to the studio at like seven or eight at night we wouldn't get back to like three and then do it again go to work all day go back the next night you know driving from the suburbs of the city and like mm-hmm. uh man i i just can't even even that is like just thinking about doing that grind again just being like oh god <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, but you do what you gotta do you gotta like you have only so many so much money and you know you you we want your music and your art to be heard so you you hustle for it yep um but yeah, just yep. thinking, just thinking about that now is like, oh shit, that's crazy. <laughs> I would yeah. not do that now. <laughs> I know, I know, especially when yeah, you're a little bit old. Everyone's a little bit yeah. older now. Thinking, I'm thinking back on that, but yeah, 
I mean, it showed. It's definitely showed with uh, Doctor Manhattan because you were, you guys were another premier Midwest-based band that would that got out there. You yeah. know, that that got to the levels of getting signed by a record label and being on tours and yeah, and getting to travel. You know, everywhere. It and it, it just your story that what you just explained and my story what I just explained is it, that's like. People that listen to us like need to really understand. It's like if you really want to do this, like take yeah. our advice here because it's we did it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, we did it, and that's what you need to do. You can't just get out there by as much as it's easy these days to just be like, oh, I'm just gonna crap out a demo right. and put it on YouTube, and it's gonna get you know a lot of hits, and then some bullcrap record label is gonna be like, oh, there's some hype, and I'm gonna you're gonna you know get on a record label and do a shitty tour and no one's gonna know know yeah. you it's like okay how long is that gonna last that's probably right. gonna last ah, a year yeah. maybe two maybe two albums yeah. before you realize oh crap I you know I have no integrity I have no like yeah. there's nothing there's no substance to anything that I'm doing it's like you you build you have to build that those those qualities as a human and yeah. as a just a musician in a band with other fellow bandmates through those years of of sacrifice so. yeah yeah you you got to really look at anything you do anything you're passionate about and you and you have to say to yourself okay am i willing to give up pretty much everything or everything like yeah sell all my <laughs> shit like devote any free time to it and you know potentially burn relationships and not see friends for years like you 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 throw away essentially everything. Like, are you? Yeah. And if you if you consider all that and go, yeah, I still want to do it, then that's what you're meant to do. And and you also have to show it. Yes, you, you can think about it, but can you actually do that stuff? Can you actually yeah. put in that time and give up all that stuff? It's yeah. I mean, it's it, there's nothing. There's not a lot about it that's glamorous aside from you have a great thing that you recorded that you can listen to and you can play a fun <laughs> show, but like yeah. all the stuff outside of that is like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a small, it's your own business. It's a small business. So like mm-hmm. any small business, I mean, they say like it takes sometimes like three to five, 10 years for anything to even start happening. So it's like, Oh yeah. You got to treat mean, it that way. Absolutely. I mean, you, I, I always will come across like, uh, like interviews of some bands that I like, I listen to regardless if they're rock or they're pop. Yeah. And I'll listen to them talk about like their upbringings in a, in a band. And they're like, yeah, I, I played music for like 10 years and lived in my parents' basement for like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally I got the break that I wanted, Yeah, you know? And that makes me go like, I'm like at year six or seven going on seven now of this. And I'm like, Oh God! Like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm talking like I think I kind of have it figured out. I was like, no way! Like yeah. I don't, I you know. But um, but yeah, it just it just goes to show that you just if you put in the hard work and you're passionate about it and you're you're humble and you're nice to yeah. people, you're not an asshole. Yeah, you'll eventually, and you know, you kind of work your way with networking. You will eventually find a break sure. I, I really do believe that i you know if you're a good person and and uh, you you know you constantly practice you constantly are trying to become a better musician you will eventually get the break that you know whatever your standard of what a quote-unquote break is as a you know whatever you want to call it yeah your own standard it's 
you'll eventually get there, you know? And seeing as you're, you know, you're one of, what is it, just two OG members, now that you guys have had so many (laughs) years and so much history, like, what, what has that been like going through, I mean, being a part of the whole band's history, but also, I mean, different phases of the band have literally had different people in it, so, like, how has that gone for you and Garrett, or like I guess more so you? I'm talking to you. Like, how has that <laughs> um, how, how has that all gone for you, or felt, or like you know, starting these relationships and ending them and continuing on? Like, right. I we really, uh, I've been really grateful, and I'm really happy that through the band's career so far up until this point, we really haven't. I haven't really this because I'm personally saying from my point of view that yeah. I haven't really worked with anyone that's kind of like an asshole. You yeah. know, we, everyone that's come through the color morale have, you know, they've pretty much been a good person. Um, and it, it is weird. It is a bummer that we, cause I always like, you like look at like the Rolling Stones, I mean, sure. you know, or something like that. They've been playing together for like 50 years, yeah. like the same people, regardless of the people that have like passed, Yeah, you know, natural causes or, or whatever, just that happens. But it, I, I wish part of me wishes like it could be the same group because if you stick with the same people, you know, you'll develop and progress, right? you know, together and you know, that benefits. But then, then at the same time, you, you can make it work with all the different band members and we've, we've made it work yeah. it somehow. Yeah. <laughs> We're an example of, yeah, we've, yeah, Garrett and I are the only original ones, but we've made it work. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, everyone that's come in has been awesome. Does it, um, on, on, I guess on a personal level, is there any part of it that feels a little less, like you said, like you said, you, nothing against the guys who are in the band now, but you, little part of you wishes yeah it was like the original lineup does it feel a little less like it doesn't feel as good because of that or does it to you it's like you know what it's still the same like message and same idea so that still feels as yeah it's it's completely 100 percent still the same like yeah. i'm not wishing any like everyone everyone that has exited the band has been for a good reason yeah a good reason and every single person that has been in the band and is currently in the band all have the exact same mindset as the original purpose of why we started the column morale. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really such a, every time we, <laughs> well, not anymore because we're sticking with the men. We have been sticking with the members that we have. Everyone's hundred percent, 110%. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everyone's had the mindset of just humble, passionate, and just want to just, just a positive influence on on people regardless if that has to do with music or just everyday living sure. you know helping people with problems through music everyone has been really passionate about it so it's it's never it's never like a setback anytime we would get new members it was never a setback yeah it was always just okay this is someone new it's kind of someone fresh it's 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 something to look forward to and and be like, okay, let's let's start a relationship, and let's grow from here, and as musicians and as people, because as much as it's about uh, playing music with them and getting along in that aspect, you also have to like live with them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. So, yeah, no one, no one's, no one's, no beef there. No one's yeah. been like, screw that dude. I can't <laughs> believe he was in the band, kind of yeah. thing. You know? Do you 
seeing as your band, like you said, it's a lot about the band that I think attracts people to it and keeps people listening is like, there's a big positive influence. It's about there's, it's, it's a big deeper meaning and storyline kind of running alongside it. And do you, having been in, in other bands and toured with other bands that aren't that way, do you, do you think that that's a big part of, you know, what makes the color morale successful? Do you think that it offers something else that other band, like what, I guess, what, what do you see that serving? And like, how do you see that in the whole history of the band? Like when that all started, do you see like it changed kind of a thing? Yes. Oh yeah. It, it started out where, well, the band, the band started out as like very religious, you know, very outspoken religiously for like a Christian background. Mm -hmm. And that's just because that's where Garrett, was at you know at that point in his life yeah so we would at the be in the beginning we would like get stuck with like those types of like religious bands or or like we would play tours where it's like all like christian based bands you know like there's a tour called scream uh scream the prayer yeah uh that was really popular we would always play cornerstone um sure uh music festival or like you know festivals around like that around the u.s um so th- that's like what we were just grouped with that, you know, and then over over the years. Um, so, well, to finish that. So we were grouped in that that aspect of, of just those views. So it, nothing ever contradicted or like nothing ever like challenged us. View wise, we're always it was always like happy go lucky. Sure. You know, everyone was just always in uh, kind of like a happy mindset and no one was really challenged, yeah. <laughs> I guess. And as the band went on, uh, you know, th- this would be something to talk to Garrett about, sure. but you know, his, his views on that subject, uh, changed and just went from life experiences that he, that he could obviously explain. And he has explained before, if you look on YouTube or look for interviews, yeah. um, we and then we kind of like transformed into something more of like, like not like quite like screw everything, but it's like it's more like a that's because that's a negative. It's it was more of like an optimistic question everything, but be optimistic if that yeah. makes sense. Sure. You know, it's like we're not out. You know, no one's out to like be negative, but yeah. at the same time, you, you just you got to find happiness within yourself. You know, first, you know, that's kind of how he he thought about it. That's how like our mindsets changed from being in that kind of like religious happy-go-lucky realm that we were in for the first two records. And uh, so then, when we transformed into that mindset during the No Hope era, the third record, um, that's when we started touring with bands that were on the negative side <laughs> Yeah, that were, we would get stuck on like tours with like some, some crazy, just profanity <laughs> and just negative, just, just hurt people. Yeah. Screw people, hurt people. Yeah. And it was just like, Oh Jesus Christ. But <laughs> it, it's what it is. And it's funny because most of those bands, like the dudes in those bands are like really nice yeah. most of the time. <laughs> and they're like, they're not confrontational and yeah. they're not out to like be mean. It's just, they have a certain view on topics and they see it in a different 
light than we do. Yeah. You know, we're all really optimistic, really, you know, I don't know. I don't know how you want to call it. You're just passionate kids. Yeah. Very optimistic. And these, you know, some of these people are just like, yeah, whatever. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Kind of thing. Just like what, just what it is, you know? So it's in the end of the day, we're just like, okay, well, we can all coexist. Yeah. And that's how we would stand out. Like, people would be going to like metal shows and you'd have all this like hate mosh and hating going on. And yeah. we would get up there and we're just as heavy as these bands. Yeah. But we're like trying to promote kids to be passionate about themselves and, you know, like, Hey, if you're down or if you're down and out, you're feeling like it. It's like, yo, we're there right there with you. We have been there and, you know, we're going to work together and yeah. through music and through, just simple human interaction and we're going to we're going to find the light in a bad situation in a dark place. What's so with yeah. What's funny to me is that that almost kind of circles back to that same part that you started in because and, and granted I've never, you know, I haven't really been involved in the Christian music scene all that much. I've been like I've played a festival once with a buddy as the drummer for one of those and I kind of walked around and hung out and you know was in the environment but like it seems like a lot of, like, yeah, I mean, like, people reaching out and, like, we're all, we've had hard times and we want to, you know, save each other through music. So it almost seems like Garrett and you guys pushing that stigma away almost kind of brought you back to it without, like, you don't have the title of that kind of band, but the message exactly. seems very much still aligned with that kind oh, of sentiment. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Love it's all comes it all comes down to love yeah. really and uh just being kind to your fellow neighbor it's really it's like simple really simple things that you know that values you know yeah. or morals but so know. do you do you think that having that title or being in that genre is kind of comes with a like a you know silver lining or comes like if someone were to say cuz like i said like i still think you guys are about those ideas and messages but just without the title so it almost frees you from like having to live up to something or be about something like yeah you... and that, that's where the whole question everything kind of comes in yeah of just you know just find it on, on your own way find internal yeah. happiness on your own sure you know it's just kind of like just that's just our, our mindset if that pushes you towards religion uh, me personally fantastic that's yeah. that's amazing go go that route you know if it's something else or it's some other way okay that's completely fine just do whatever makes you feel comfortable and yeah. in whatever whatever way and that's yeah we we just in this once again this is like a garrett topic but yeah he he kind of just went through life experiences where he that's where he was at where he needed to find it in his own way well, did during that change, did you guys see or feel any backlash from like that fan base or that <laughs> genre? Like, oh yes, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, we did. It's yeah. just yeah, and it all stems from that uh, the record "No Hope" uh, yeah. that we did, the third one. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, there, all of a sudden, there we uh, Garrett saying some curse words. Yeah. And all hell broke loose, <laughs> but I don't blame it. Like I don't yeah. blame it because we were trying to step out of that. Yeah, you know, John. I don't know if you want to call it genre, but like just that title. 
and you know, yeah. and it, we're just moving into an honest, honest. We're being the most honest we could possibly be right. with our music playing, as well as Garrett's, you know, messages yeah. that he was that he was you know, relaying through the lyrics of the record. So yeah, no, it was a big shock at first. Yeah. Like, oh my God, Garrett said the word shit. <laughs> yeah. Like all everything has like gone hill, gone gone downhill. Yeah. And they now worship Satan. Yeah. So it's just like <laughs> it was just like no, like just give just read the lyrics <laughs> and listen to music to go along with the uh, lyrics yeah. and like realize it's like. It's just like Garrett went through a horrible, horrible experience, some yeah. horrible experiences during that time. And that's how he felt. He felt like shit. So he wrote it down. Yeah. And it was the the most honest thing he could possibly do. And it and it worked like people like read it, listened to it and were like, oh, my God, this is exactly what I'm going through. Like, this yeah. is the most honest thing that I can relate to. And that's why that record did so much more than the first two combined yeah it's because for the first time in, in the band's history we were completely honest and we didn't do anything that was that was bullshit nothing yeah. that was fabricated nothing that was like schemed up by some some other person or company it was just like let's just and it was, it was just like literally us looking at each other. It's just we we need to get this out there. I need to get this off my chest yeah. in the most honest form with nothing, no title, no nothing. It's just and it it was awesome. It was a great experience to go through as a human. Right. Just <laughs> not even as a band. Just for me personally, I was just like, I don't even give a crap if people don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's honest. That's what you guys are were about and are about. So. You kind of get to shed that that whole yeah the whole genre title or whatever that world, and you get to speak honestly without feeling. I mean, you felt backlash, but without feeling like the pressure to adhere to any kind of you know guidelines or anything. Yeah, um, exactly. And but and I love that topic too. Like I I like I I don't know enough about like specific religious facts and like about the Bible, but I love the idea of the struggle with like god and do i believe in it and do i not and so like one like i i don't know if i talked to ramon about it but i've talked a little bit on one of the interviews about that album from a city's burn come now sleep who do you think god is and what do you think god is god is everything the ground you're standing on way out beyond the clouds he is here 24 7 can't stop it. I think God can't is. I think God's it. everywhere. All you can do is live with it. I think God's that neon sign. Don't I think God's there. It's like, I, that whole album, and I'm not very even religious myself, but I am very interested in the topic. So that album, like struggling with all that, like, I just love that idea. Cause it's a, it's a, it's something that I think everyone on some level can relate to. And yeah. I think being, being a part of the genre, being a Christian metal band, I feel like I don't, I don't know enough about it to say like, yes, every band or no, not every band talks about that. But I feel like being able to drop that whole, you know, title to the band, you can freely talk about that stuff. Now, there's still the internet. So people will be like, I hate this or why is this happening? But like, <laughs> at least deep down, you guys can feel like this is, yeah, what we honestly feel like. And 
we don't have to because and I've heard things about like bands in those genres from people who work in that world like you know those people don't even believe in this music but they don't want to feel the backlash so they just stay with the title of that band like that kind of music and like so you know there's phonies in every kind of thing and that's another world where they where they exist so I think yeah. I think I think it's a big thing to do. It's a big step to take because you know, just like going from Killer Apathy to Club Morale, you are changing an entire band. So there's potential to lose fans or a fan base. And going from a very devout genre that has like very specific things tied to it, and dropping all that, there's potential to lose fans and potentially get a lot of you know hate for that. So I think. You know, you guys probably didn't plan on it. It wasn't like schemed up, but you know, mm-hmm. going through all that, those are those are big risks. A lot of bands aren't willing to take. So I think that says a lot about you guys. You know, you built a lot of fans from those first two albums, and you said, you know what, like we don't care if we lose fans. Like this is how we feel, and they're either going to be with us or not. So yeah, and it, it was just like it was it was a definitely a second wind for the band because at that time too we were on our last record with on our record deal with rise Records. So that was like, that comes to a point with any band that's, that's coming to an end on a record cycle is you get into the mindset of like, should we go on? Because you'd sign another record deal that could be three to five or even more records. That's another, you know, five years of your life. Yeah. And we were, we were getting more and more pigeonholed, from the first record into the second record. And we were just kind of like, we were feeling like we're trapped in a little tight box. Yeah. And if we were about to do a third record, our last record on that record label in the same like aspect of in the same mindset as the first two, we, it would have eventually just been like, okay, well there's that, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's just like yeah. three records of the same stuff playing to the same people yeah you know there's just there we just didn't see any room to grow yeah as as musicians as a band as humans so we're like you know what all all in or nothing like it in to in the most purest honest form and we did that and everyone was just like turned like everyone 180 and turned their heads and like what the hell did just do yeah and if you were like, okay, they actually have some really good points. <laughs> they make their music is actually they're doing something that's actually like it's just worth hearing. It's worth checking out more than once. You know, it's not right. just another metalcore album uh, with with just this here, that here. It's just right. like this. This is some stuff that you could actually listen to. Bring it to your friend. And like talk about it and like start a conversation, and and in in a positive aspect too. It's like oh, some of the stuff is actually I can relate to, and it and it, it, it makes me feel less alone. It makes right. me feel like I'm not the only one that's going through this. And so that's what happened. It kind of snowballed effect into like okay, my buddy is going through this type of stuff. I need to show yeah. it to my buddy, and then it, you know just keeps going and it did it gave the color morale a second wind and to this day to this day and probably for the future the the best album for the the color morale will ever do ever do will probably be no hope in the sense of just how how much that album helped people for that for that period yeah that time period that album cycle
not to say like we won't do bigger things you know right. who knows we'll have we'll have a, our next record the one after that will sell three times like, just yeah. whatever that's that's cool and everything but for that time period in 2013 i think that's when the album came out yeah through that whole album cycle those kids that came out to those shows that was such a good genuine time that yeah. I, I will cherish for the rest of my life it's it's the it's the best thing in the world just to think back on so so when so, yeah so so when you guys were going through that, you know, like you said, the contract with Rise is ending, you're thinking you want to do something different. Did you, how did that process go? Did you record an album, bring it to Rise, or did you already decide in your minds, like, nope, like, we want to start fresh, do something new? Like how, Oh, a hundred percent start fresh. Yeah. Because, like. Like I've said, it was it was a breath of fresh air. It was a, we got a second wind, and uh, yeah, nothing against Rise Records. You know, they they were the record company that picked us up. Yeah. They were the ones that are like, oh, we're gonna pick you up, and we're gonna place you into the music scene, and good luck. It was awesome. Yeah. They gave us the opportunity to do everything. They they were there from the beginning, and they were there to help us. You know, uh, get the opportunities to get on tours, to get a record into album. You know. Uh, record stores and all that stuff um but when it came to that point uh it was just like okay we, let's just all together just kind of like start over you know yeah. with new band members were coming in at that point um we had the new sound uh we had the new sound and it was just it was just it just felt like the logical thing to do yeah is to was to kind of move on from that, cherish that those albums for what they were on Rise. It's, that's great, but it, it's just and it was a next chapter for the band that yeah. we were all really excited for, and that's when Fearless Records uh, came along and were really passionate about what we were doing and wanted to help grow the band and our message. So they they had a great mindset, and we've had a great relationship with them ever since. Nice. And so this new album, is it in the can? Is it done? Are you guys still working on it? What's the Oh, the, oh the brand new one, the, the new new. Sure. Uh, that one is, <laughs> that one is done. Uh, nice. it would be, it's going to be our second, it'll be the second one, second one on Fearless Records. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's, that's all done. That was recorded in February and March with a producer named Dan Corniff out in Long Island, New York. Okay. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's done. I can't say when it's going to be released and sure. all that good stuff just because that I have to wait. So yeah. the whole, everyone has to agree yeah. on everything and all that, that crap as much as we're all twiddling our, our thumbs <laughs> like, uh, people need to hear this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People need to hear it because we, we literally think this is, this is by far the best songwriting we've ever done as yeah. a band, as a group. I mean, the the current members that we have right now are have been in the band for two uh, two or three years now. Like everyone, we've gone through a record cycle. The yeah. first one that was on it was Hold On Pain Ends.
one was on Fearless. So we've, we've had years of growing together, living, and then also writing. So and that was the problem with the previous records. When you have band member changes, that's the setback is that like, you don't get to write as, as a, uh, as a group, you know, right. you'll have like one guy that like writes all the guitar riffs yeah. and, you know, I'll throw, throw in some drums, get throw in some guitars. And then the other guys that are new, they're just trying to try, trying to be a unit. They're just trying yeah. to fit in, you know, so they don't have that much contribution. But this time, this record, <laughs> we actually all got to sit down for months and write songs. And uh, yeah, very looking looking forward. It's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be awesome. Can't wait. <laughs> well, and I think right now is almost like the worst time because it's done and you just have to wait. Like when we when we had the self titled album, that it was done for a year by the time it came out. So by the time people oh, wow. were hearing it we had already been playing those songs for more than a year. So we were already like sick of it. <laughs> like we're like, all right, let's record more. And it's like, no, this is just new. So now we got to go out and actually play these songs a bunch. So like that's, <laughs> that's a, that's a side of that world that people you know don't necessarily get. They think when an album comes out, they just were in the studio right before that. And these songs are all brand new and everyone's excited to play them. Sometimes those bands aren't really excited to play those songs anymore. They had to sit I on know. them. I know. Absolutely. Tough. There's song, there's songs that, We've we've had written for a year, a year to like this month, and yeah. we've been playing it over and over again. Yeah, and we're like so, and I'm personally like so sick of it. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like this is like okay, I've heard this song for like a year now, but I, you just got to put that aside because yeah. when people actually hear the new the songs, they're just gonna, you know, hopefully like it, yeah. you know, or at least just react to it, and that reaction gives you a second win. They're like, yeah, oh yeah. That's why I put all that effort and time into it. It's just because people, people are are you know, experiencing it for the first time, and that makes you kind of get into that mindset as well, like as if you're experiencing it for yeah. the first time. Yeah, but you and I both know that people in bands and musicians and artists are all big pussies. We're all we all have like we're all so sensitive, and so like here's our art, here's this thing we created, and then you play it into the dirt, and then. All of a sudden, people are just starting to hear for the first time. So you're like, well, I don't want to do this anymore. So it's not, it's, it's like you said, that's what you have to do. You have to separate yourself from it. And, mm-hmm. but that's, that's not always easy sometimes, depending on no, your, absolutely not. your connection to that, to that art. I know it's, you put all this time and effort to something that you think is, is the best, your best quality product. Like you think, uh, okay, at, at this point in time, I can't write a better drum part. Right, yeah. <laughs> so this is my best. So if someone hears it and reacts like, dude, that drum part sucks, or guitar <laughs> part sucks, whatever, it's like, fuck, <laughs> like, I'm really fuck. Yeah. I can try it on that. Like, yeah. Like, I practiced a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's okay, you know? It's just what it is. And the more years you do this, the more immune you get Yeah. Uh, to the to that. And that's that's what that's what happened that happens with me all the time nowadays. It's just like, I will read comments. Like I will, I, cause I'm genuinely interested. Yeah. And um, the, the ne- negative to positive, I want to see, like if someone is saying something negative, I, I want to take it and make sure if it's legit in to my standards, I want to yeah. be like, okay, if he, that guy th- thinks my speed is, is not where to his liking. It's like, then I'll internally be like, can I get better at my speed? Yeah. And more times than none, I'll be like, yeah, I probably could spend, a, I guess, 15 more minutes on the practice pad on doing single strokes or yeah. 
doing all that stuff. But um, no, th- this this album cycle is or this album that's going to be coming out. The feeling that we all have right now of excitement is the exact of excitement. But then, and at the same time, if you don't like it, I'm not going to be butthurt about it. It's yeah. exactly how we felt right before No Hope. Okay. No Hope was like this is the purest form of artistic expression, the best that I could possibly do. And yeah. this is an, this is another case of this is another situation where like. Yo, if people aren't gonna like this, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't then that's fine. You don't like it, but we are so happy about what we're doing here that it's 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 a good it's ref, it's like a third wind. <laughs> it's yeah. like a third chapter of the band that's that's about to happen right now. It's like we view it as like the first two records were the first chapter. Yeah. Uh then No Hope and Hold On Pain Ends were was the second one. And now we're kind of branching into a different realm, a yeah. different, not so all the basic values and mindsets are still there, but um, music wise, it's taking it a step further songwriting wise. So, yeah. so this is like, it's time to fifth record. It's time to put the real, the big boy pants on and <laughs> get to the next level, you know, yeah. trying to, trying to get to the next level, but still keeping your integrity and still keeping uh, just everything that you hold true to yourself that we've done this entire band's career. So what, I guess now you're in the third wave. This is the third chapter. Of the yeah. Band. What, yeah. what do you see for the band that you guys haven't done yet? I mean, you, I feel like you guys have toured all over. You've gotten to do some pretty cool things. Like what, what do you, do you, have you guys talked about that side of it? Do you personally have an opinion on like, where you want to go in the world or what um, things you want to do? I mean, yeah, you always, you always like, and this is just like, really, it doesn't really mean anything. It's like, yeah. Oh, cool. You could play like a bigger festival yeah. <laughs> or we could play like a bigger tour with bigger bands or, yeah. or, you know, that that's, that's, that's cool in everything. You know, it's a cool thing to check off the bucket list, but it doesn't mean really mean anything. Yeah. With this one, it's, it's more like, what can we do to just reach a bigger audience? That's yeah. simply it. Still be the still mean everything that we've always meant, but to reach out to more people and in a positive way and to help people. That's all it's ever been was to have a positive, optimistic mindset and through really bad times, if you're going through bad times and just help, help as many people as possible. Yeah. That's, that's all it was. So it's just that that's the goal is to, do different outlets and yeah this this time around is going to be a little bit different you know the songs might get played on a radio on alternative radio and stuff like that and people will automatically be like no that's some bullshit yeah like that they're they're they've completely you know you say sell out but they've like conformed you know but it's it's like no it's not (laughs) you you'll open if you still buy CDs or if you yeah. look it up online, you'll open the booklet up, you'll read the lyrics and you realize, Oh wow. It's, this is still the same color morale that I've always known. Let's it's still, you know, we're all still human beings fucking up every day, yeah. <laughs> you know, making mistakes and, you know, getting really bummed out about it and trying to find the light in the situation be like, okay, I'm going to learn from all this stuff. And I'm going to try to do my best next time around. 
and that's just how we wrote this record, you know, and so, yeah, it's just, it's going to be a little bit bigger this time around, but yeah. it's nothing to us. Like it's, we're not trying to get on the biggest tours or the biggest, biggest festival in the sense of like, Hey, check us out up there in front yeah. of, you know, just to check it off the bucket list. It's just like, okay, give us a bigger platform so we can help more people. Yeah. Simple. How can you be mad at that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's I- just. I feel like the final album you guys should put out as a band should be like, since there's a lot of these albums working towards, you know, the, you know, trudging through what our problems are and like everything's going to be okay. The final album should be like, everyone's okay now. And it's a happy album. It sounds like Jason Mraz or something. <laughs> <laughs> Everything worked out and everyone's happy and that's that. So yeah, it's just, <laughs> just all ukulele and just all the typical like, spiel, happy yeah. lucky. Yeah, yeah, Glockenspiel. <laughs> oh my God, I turned into a world class Glockenspiel player and changed my changed my name to That'd a symbol be, or something no, like that. Nothing would make me happier than to see like the final album is just like you guys are all happy and the songs are all so like cheesy commercial like yeah, yeah like ukulele songs and like yeah, like, oh, they're, they're happy now. <laughs> they're all happy now. Yeah. They did it. <laughs> Someone plays a fiddle. Yeah. Here starts yodeling. Yeah. It's the, the Glockenspiel. The final wave. Yeah. It's the final. It's the, the final <laughs> chapter, and that's it. You can call oh. the album the final chapter. <laughs> that's great. I'll pass it along. Yeah, please. Next serious band meeting. Let them know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, good man. That's that's cool. I'm uh, I'm excited for you guys to push into this next yeah like you said this next chapter and yeah. be able to get to bigger and better places because yeah i mean any of the times i've seen you guys you've uh, i can't imagine the crowds getting bigger but you know there's always room to there's always room to do that so it's uh it's really cool to see some some homies from back in the rock box playing to three people doing it yeah. doing it big now so yeah <laughs> well, thanks thanks man we're trying we're trying the best we possibly can to to just get the name it's not just rockford illinois yeah. like to get rockford out there but it's just like to get our everyone from our music scene it's just like that's kind of how, how we view it it's like anytime we talk to kids about our past we or just how we we started up we reference dr manhattan the felix culpa yeah. like we it's we we tell people it's just like Yo, we came from an amazing, an amazing music scene where everyone was genuine. Everyone wanted to help each other. No one was malicious. Yeah. At least from our experience. No, no. Well, you know, everyone kind of wanted to just help everyone out and just grow the scene. And, you know, just because we're the color morale is one of the only ones that are still actually doing it uh, in 2016, yeah. you know, it doesn't mean everyone else's like legacy just ends. Because we're just trying trying to tell people through interviews, yeah. through just regular human interaction, like, yo, you need to check out some bands that influenced influence us and try to go back to your music scene and find some buddies and and start a band, start a local venue, play a basement and just create a community. Yeah. Uh, an amazing community that, that, that we had. We were lucky enough to be a part of a, a, a scene, an era that doesn't exist anymore there's a little t- well it does it does it, it still exists in our town yeah. a little bit but nothing yeah absolutely nothing like where we came from so yeah we're trying to live we're trying to 
try to spread the awareness of uh, Midwest region go. bands. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like you guys did a pretty good job of it by uh, by what I'm seeing. So I'm uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you guys. It's uh it's a it's a pretty cool path you guys have set on, and you're still doing it. Not you know, plenty of bands can have the career that you guys have, but you know, for whatever myriad amount of reasons, they don't continue. And just the fact that you guys are still doing it and still about the message, still about what you guys, why you write in the first place. That's, uh, that says a lot. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm excited. I, w- I always like to see the tours you're getting on, seeing the, all the places in the world you're going to. It's uh, it's really cool. So. Oh, that's fucking awesome, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah, I hope everything goes well with the launch of the new record. If it's next month or in a year from now, whenever it comes out, um, I'm excited to hear it. I'm excited to hear what you guys, yeah. uh, what Chapter 3 is all about. All right, cool. Okay, we got one guy stoked. That's good. Let's get started. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Yeah, here I am. <laughs> can I have the record now? Oh, can you have it? Uh- I can let you listen to it. I can do that. You're you're a personal friend of mine. Oh, yeah, but little do you know, I'm going to download it and share it to the world. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> no, you wouldn't do that. No. no. Well, good man. Thanks for taking an hour and a chunk out for me. It's uh, Dude, glad to hear everything's going for well. Allowing me, like, just giving me the opportunity to do this. Sure. I appreciate this. Hundred per like hundred and ten percent so much. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, man. I, and I hope everything goes well at the next podcast. You're on. You're you're setting on a path of uh, podcast interviews. So I hope. Uh, yeah, hope it all goes well. I know it's a new venture for me. I'm nervous, but it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be all right. It's 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 we're talking about things that are are na- you know that's yeah that's happening. It's nothing. I'm not like trying to talk about like rocket science. Sure. Or explain why black holes exist or some shit like that. <laughs> Although I think we should have another interview where we both try to explain that, and I think that'd be oh, a, I think that, that'd be a good that time. That would be great. I've been a lot. I actually do listen to a lot of Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, there you go. So you can that school me then. Awesome. No, I can't. <laughs> but I can pretend. Yeah. Can. <laughs> sure. That's all that matters. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Good. Good. Uh, thanks for popping on here. Really appreciate your time. Dude, yeah. thanks so much, Nick. This is so much fun to do. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy your off day, man. You got to go. Well, there's no off days, but uh, enjoy your time. Yeah, right? Time not on tour. <laughs> I will. I will. We with uh, Warp Tour starts um, middle of June. Damn. Yeah. Strap in. Trust me, I'm enjoying as much off <laughs> as possible right now. Yeah, Fuck. man. <laughs> enjoy your time. Enjoy time for you because you're about to lose it all. I know. <laughs> no. All for the greater good. All for the greater good. You damn right. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, take care of yourself, man. Thank you. You too. Keep in touch, please. Yeah. Like, just regardless of letting me know about how the interview gets edited and everything like yeah. that. Uh, just yeah. Text me every once in a while. I'll text yeah. you every once in a while. Make sure everything's going well. How how is the little one? Oh, she's good. She's uh, my mom's watching her right now. She's currently crawling and teething. So it's a whole new oh, adventure geez. of never sitting down or blinking or sleeping so it's uh it's good oh how how old like how many months are you uh eight months she is so eight months yeah oh geez that's yeah brand new still <laughs> yeah yeah we're we're just getting into it so uh whole new whole new set of shit to deal with but uh it's all fun man yeah that's that's uh, that's great i'm sure you're gonna be such a cool father <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about that i just uh hopefully she doesn't grow up to hate me that's all I'm, that's all i'm shooting for yeah. so it'll be all right yeah are you gonna are you gonna um are you gonna lay out see this is how i plan to do it for my kids is i'm gonna 
wait till they're a proper age and then put put uh, drumsticks down. I'll put like yeah. a plastic guitar and like maybe <laughs> a bass or like some other instrument and yeah. just wait and see if like something happens. <laughs> Are you trying to do that? <laughs> well, my my wife plays piano and she knows and we have a piano. So I think, you know, whenever she decides to get interested in that, she'll start to show her that. And, you know, if she starts to get interested in whatever, I mean, there's a few guitars lying around. I have, uh, I'm going to plan on like in the next, we don't have a basement right now, but the next house of the basement, I'll set up drums. So it'll be all there for her if she's into it. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'll definitely encourage it if she wants to, but I'm, I'm not gonna be like whiplash throwing cymbals at her to make her become yeah. the best drummer or anything. So <laughs> no, of course not. That, yeah. That's, uh, that's a little too demanding. Yeah. Don't do that. But that, that's, that's awesome to hear. Yeah. And so that's just so awesome that you're, you're into that. Yeah, man. Next it's a wild ride man once i'm running around in a stupid band and all that good stuff hey man will be the that'll be the next chapter (laughs) i i I just interviewed a buddy who was in a band uh nick who's the singer direct hit he has a kid at home we talked about all that so people make it happen they 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 figure it out oh wow that's (laughs) another set of sacrifices yeah that uh, that i would have to you have to just learn on the spot really yeah yeah so any of this stuff, you just learn it as you go. Yeah. Oh God. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, homie. Good. Good chatting with right. you. Have a, go enjoy your day, yeah. man. You too, man. Thank right. you so much. Have no a great problem. day. Thanks, okay? man. You too, buddy. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.